Hey everyone, this is We Called It, in a special Christmas-themed episode. I don't know what's Christmas-themed about it. I just have longer reddish hair, I guess, and a little holiday-ish in my beard with a bright red. But Christmas-themed episode because we have special weekend of football starting Saturday, going all the way through Monday night. There's going to be a game on at all times. Red Zone's less useful, but you know what? At least you have something to get you through those rough Chris, uh, family parties. A the rest of the crew is unfortunately unavailable because we are recording much earlier than usual. The good news is Anthony Sardelli is overcoming the evil booger monster to show up, give us his 110%. So if you hear some uh, some sniffles and stuff in the background, just know that he, he's, he's playing through injury to show up. We appreciate it, Anthony. Thank you for being here. Yeah, I went from uh, doubtful to questionable to healthy all of a sudden. But uh, I wasn't Realistically, like it was... Uh, other players were getting ruled out, and it's a it's a Christian McCaffrey at quarterback situation right now. I was gonna say <laughs> I wasn't Geno Smith. I, you know, I I came to play. I'm gonna I'm gonna play, but you know I'm gonna be like Drew Locke though. I'm gonna come in and uh, secure the dub. So let's get it done this week, boys. Speaking about securing the dub, that is not something any of us have been good at recently. I think me, you, and all Connor, me, you, and Connor have all had rough weeks. Ken has taken position atop the standings in our pickums simply by not choosing anything because he's been so busy. So Hey, I went 4-2 uh, last week. I should be moving up a little bit, right? We are. Uh, we're all about even. We're all 54 to 55%. So a good strong finish to the year could make all the difference. You were at 4-2. I have you at 3-3. 3-3? 4-2. All right, maybe I was wrong. All right, yeah, we'll look at it later. That's not what people want to hear. What they want to hear is about the upcoming games. And starting with Thursday night football, New Orleans versus the Rams. Uh, we're get, Anthony, since it's just the two of us, we're going to be talking about all of the games. So sorry if I forgot to say that earlier. But we are here. Rams are four-point home favorites, and the total's 46. Completely, side note, I really want to go to the Rams stadium. It looks like one of the coolest places to see a football game. I, we, we just watched the Taylor Swift concert on uh, Amazon, and they, it was filmed there anyways not important at all anthony i don't think either of us have a pick on this game anything you're looking for actually you know what i'm gonna drop a pick in while you do this anything you want to see in this game particularly um i think there's gonna be a decent amount of scoring especially if Jameis starts or plays at all but uh i think the rams they need a win so do the saints big game for both teams thursday night you know we we think these games kind of stink some of the time, but Thursday's been pretty good lately. Uh, last week maybe not, but I think uh, the what Rams... are you talking about? Last week was a was a reward for everyone. Braden Staley got fired because of last week. Yeah, that was sweet. <laughs> that was such a weird game. But anyways, Cooper Cup, Kyron Williams look for them to uh, have big days, and that's just about it. There, Stafford's going to be slanging that ball to both those guys, and it's going to be a good game. Matt Stafford has transformed into, um, I think it was 2018 Matt Stafford when he had Calvin Johnson and Golden Tate both going for over 1,000 yards. He, in the last four games, he has 12 touchdowns and one interception, and his lowest quarterback rating was 103. He is absolutely slicing and dicing teams. I am so happy that we get, like, this is this is just an NFC team that isn't actually good. They don't have enough talent to be good, but 
he he's making the best of it like he did those Detroit Lion teams. So I am taking the Rams minus four because the Saints, they look awful. I don't I have not been impressed with anything they've done like offensively or defensively, even though they, they crushed the Giants. I don't think that was an impressive win. I feel like that's more the Giants are a collegiate level team and the, you know, Tommy DeVito's uh, thugs weren't able to rough up the, you know, the Saints down in New Orleans and let them back off and give up an easy W. <laughs> yeah, he if he doesn't get hurt in that game, they win that game. I'm still sticking by that, but <laughs> you know, uh where's that what's the sad Italian music where you're, 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 you're the autician. I know that, that's not the and that's not an audio expert's name, but I'm gonna refer to you as an autician. <laughs> How about um, I, that's that's what we do when I get healthy again. I'll just do all the sound effects by myself. I'll be like that. That the, one the guy, Spaceballs guy. Yeah, I think we've, we 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 mentioned that already when you were uh, when you were out <laughs> Mickey Mouse in it. No, but we we definitely <laughs> need to get that back because if, Devito should be a starter somewhere next year. I don't care what anyone says. He should not be a starter. He's an yes, undrafted he rookie who who like. Hey, when Rodgers goes down week one next year, they don't want Zach Wilson there. They want Devito. I want <laughs> to see Zach to play Wilson for both there teams. this year. <laughs> enough of a guy that isn't even playing in the game we were talking about Rams all the way Aaron Donald's going to be healthy and Stafford is freaking all pro Matt Stafford right now I that that I want the Rams to beat the Cowboys in the playoffs I think that would be my dream scenario that'd be cool I think everybody wants that besides frontrunner Cowboys fans all right, let's go on. The next game in the week is uh, Saturday, 4.30, Cincinnati versus Pittsburgh. Cincinnati coming off an awesome, awesome win. T. Higgins with, with maybe the catch of the year. Uh, just oh, absolutely incredible. That. Where Jake Browning's going down, throws off his back foot. T. Higgins comes back, mosses a def- over a defender, spins around, and stretches over the goal line for a touchdown. Absolutely, absolutely amazing. My favorite, favorite play. Um, and I think I sent it. T. Higgins is uh, explet- expletive elite. Look, look, there's Anthony. He's trying to his hands aren't even it. big enough to control the I ball got, the way I Higgins got these did. small hands. I could barely eat a whopper. <laughs> dude, that was the coolest catch of the year. Of uh, dude, T. Higgins is back. That was awesome. So, dude, Jamar Chase goes down. We get to see T. Higgins ask for more money by just dominating the league. So there was the the game yesterday, uh, the Seahawks Eagles game. DK Metcalf had two really really cool catches, and Jigba at the end gets a touchdown catch, really cool catch too. But I forgot about because I was like, who had that sick catch this week? That was the <laughs> coolest catch of the year. T Higgins, man, uh, you thank you for refreshing my brain. That just got me excited. Ah, uh, so this is actually supposed to go to Connor. This is our signed T Higgins helmet from Ken. But That's you know, awesome. you got the nice gold. Yeah, it's it, it's a nice helmet. I I forgot to give it to Connor when he visited me for Audrey's baptism, but he will get it. Uh, it's because Connor and I have been saying T Higgins is amazing. He's so good uh, ever since we started the sh- the show. And Ken has been out here like he was he was all right. He's pretty good. And then he eventually ate his crow. I'm glad we're we're talking about these these games now because my buddy texts after Metcalf and the Seahawks came down and made that amazing drive to beat the Eagles. He goes, the Seahawks, the Seahawks have the most talented wide receiving core. I'm like, it's up there, but I'd probably take Cincinnati's. There's a debate for Jacksonville's, even though I, I put Jacksonville probably below, below the Seahawks. 
just because Calvin Ridley's been really underwhelming, and so has Zay Jones. Christian Kirk has been Mr. Consistent there. And every- Christian, the fact, it, the problem is Christian Kirk is not a star receiver. He's, he's not really, really good. He's and very he, good. He cannot though. carry. He's uh, but no, Cincinnati. Give me Philly, um, Miami. Yeah, but he's he was saying that they have a good one, two, three, where Miami is just a good one, two, and. Philly, hey, you could debate that too. They, 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 Braxton Berrios has had a nice game. Cedric Wilson's made nice plays. I, I think Bengals Miami have only uses two. Because huh? who's the the Bengals have four really good receivers. Oh, though. the Bengals have the Bengals have uh, Tyler Boyd, and then like random tight ends step up and play well. well and now they even have uh, Chase Brown out of the backfield. He's looked really good. Yeah, I, 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 I thought he was a receiver, but I mean that. They have a sick receiving core. Like Tyler yeah, Cincinnati Boyd all the way. Could be and a number one. Of how awesome they are. They're not even three point favorites in Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh is falling apart at the seams. The receivers don't look like they want to play football there. Their running game isn't good. The the Steelers, for all the Mike Tomlin hype and ability, look rough. And I'm just gonna keep doing it, baby. Not Jake Browning, it's Jake Burrow. All day, every day. I don't care who he's throwing to. He is, he's been money. That comeback was absolutely incredible. I'm not worried about Jamar Chase not being there. The, the Steelers don't have a good back end. They're, they're, their defense is predicated on app, just pass rush. And with the way Jake Browning is throwing in rhythm on time, it, it, the pass rush doesn't matter much. And then also, if you keep blitzing, Chase Brown is apparently an elite screen player. And that's how he's getting all his yards, so. 100% in Cincinnati, minus one and a half all the way. Anthony, you should throw that pick in too. Uh, <laughs> I might do it on my, uh, on my bets, but um, the only thing I got to say about Steelers is that their only hope of winning that game is by doing what they always try to do and trying to decapitate wide receivers. They're a dirty team. Uh, don't like them. Want to see them lose, but I'm staying away from that game for the most part. All right, let's go on then to Saturday night football, something you don't usually get to say. We got to do it last week, and it, w- it was a good game last week, wasn't it? All three games I thought were pretty fun. On oh, Saturday. No, uh, wait. Back to the Steelers really quick. <laughs> Mike Tomlin is a total D-bag for calling the timeout. I mean, shame on the Colts for taking a knee with like a minute and 40 left. They were up two scores. I know they were like, this game's over. but Mike Tomlin calling those two timeouts, and then the Colts and their own and the Steelers' territory get the field goal to bust the under, just absolutely ruined my day. Like I, I had the worst Saturday because of that. Oh my gosh, that was so funny because you could you you could see Shane Steichen. He's like, "F this, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball," and then they got like two total yards. Well, I wish they (laughs) would have just kept like trying to like score a touchdown at that point, and then just. Oh, dude, so, that'd be so funny. Like a, like a deep play action. But they just kicked the field goal, <laughs> go up by three scores. Uh, moving on, Buffalo versus the Chargers, Saturday Night Football. This game, if if you told me it was going to be like the Christmas Saturday night game to start the year, I'd be so excited. Now I'm just like, I think Buffalo wins by 50. See, I want to say that. I want to think that, but I'm staying away because they fired Staley. And, dude, that team looked like... They did not want to play for that guy at all the last three weeks. The It's unfathomable how they did not use 
Eckler at all last Thursday. That guy needed to be fired a very long time ago. We all know it. Uh, hope he does well coaching a high school or D3 team. But <laughs> Back at John Carroll recruiting Connor Lucas again. Yeah, I just... It, this is a scary game because the Chargers have nothing to play for. Buffalo's on the road. They have everything to play for. They need a win to try to make that playoff run. Uh, I could see the Char- Chargers trying to play spoiler, keeping it a close game. But that stick guy is a stick in the mud. I don't know if he's going to be any good. It looks it, it looks awful. Everything they have in in LA right now, and um, people say they don't have the talent. I think they have the talent. I think it's just so poorly coached and motivated that that's the problem. Um, and I think I think there could be a good revitalization um, with you know fresh blood at coach. However, I am not betting on it this week against the Bills who. They look like the Bills of last year and two years ago who want to take people's heads off. So let's go on. Next up, I think we are into the 1 o'clock window, and it is Detroit versus Minnesota. I I don't have a pick in this game, but I cannot wait to watch this game. Detroit finally looked like Detroit once again, and they just put a gobstomping on the, uh, who was it? The, the, the Broncos. Jameer Gibbs. David Montgomery, anything they wanted to do at any time, they had it. Sam Laporta, uh, or as Connor calls him, Sam Kelsey, looked phenomenal. Three touchdowns. Um, Hopefully that's not the case again because uh, I'm playing against him in the fantasy playoffs now. But then the Vikings, um, uh, who's the quarterback? Nick Mullins? Nick Mullins actually looked solid. Uh, He he had a few bonehead mistakes, but um, he had a nice touchdown to Jordan Addison late in the game. And then he, I think he had another, he had another play where he's like getting tackled and hits Jordan Addison and slide for like a 60 yard touchdown. Uh, but I think the Vikings can actually make some noise and play well. Uh, I, but once you're on your fourth string quarterback, what are you going to do? Uh, so I think Detroit can take this at minus three, but I'm not going to touch it because we've seen Detroit's floor bottom out. Yeah. Nick Mullins is throwing the ball, slinging the ball, but. I think Nick Mullen, the comedian's better than Nick Mullins as the quarterback, so we'll leave it at that. Washington versus the Jets. First game we have a pick on or first game you have a pick on. I will let you go first. Uh spreads minus three, New York, totals thirty seven. I think this game is going to hit the under because the Jets offense sucks. And the <laughs> the commanders are gonna have a tough time against that defense. Sauce Gardner is shut down corner. Um, Terry McLaurin finally had a good week last week, but I think he's going right back to shut down City against Gardner. And if they can't establish any one of a run game, they're going to have a tough time against the Jets. The the Commanders have definitely been a team that uh, show up when uh, in garbage time, right? Uh, or against the Eagles. Those are the only two times that team shows up. And I don't think there's going to be garbage time against the Jets because to your point, like that offense isn't going to score either. This game could be two zero for all I know, or like the first like, two zero. I, I will, yeah. Two, the first two zero ever, you know, maybe a three, two win <laughs> could be, uh, we'll, we'll see. But, uh, Sam Howell has been a guy I've, I, I've liked a lot and he is just, he's not it, man. And the thing is, he throws bad, he makes bad decisions, and against a good defense, that's a big problem. And against a defense that creates pressure, that's an even bigger problem, because he does not, in terms of pocket presence and awareness, 
have you know the ability to get out of that. But also the Jets, the Jets are going to be driving in mud until they they do something new with this offense. Nat Hackett is should not be your coordinator. Aaron Rodgers should not at forty years old off an Achilles should not be your you know magical elixir that solves everything um, until they come up with a better answer to their problems. I think this is just going to be a team that doesn't look great. And here we are under 37, absolutely happy to take it. My only fear is that, you know, there's four or five defensive touchdowns in this game. I'm actually more scared of that than there being three offensive touchdowns. So let's move on then. Next up in our list, Green Bay versus Carolina. Anthony, you have Green Bay minus four and a half taking down the red hot Carolina Panthers after they did us a big favor and got Arthur Smith on the hot seat. Yeah. What are you doing? I mean, <laughs> it's it's the Carolina Panthers. They beat a very bad, poorly ran Atlanta offense last week. Played good defense. I, I, I don't know what's going on in Atlanta, but I think Jordan Love, he could throw the ball all over that defense, and minus four and a half is very generous. Like I, I, I could see that being a minus six and a half. Minus ten, minus nine and a half, but just because they're coming off their their first win in a while, like it doesn't make sense. Atlanta is we know who they are. They're a team that just blows games. They they're trying to sniff the playoffs in a poor division, but I think Carolina is getting a generous generous uh, spread this week. But they should be a like plus nine and a half underdogs wow um so the only reason like i just i can't buy jordan love man i keep seeing him do these things where it's just like 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 he has games where he looks out of this world and then games where it doesn't look great and i wonder if that's great coaching setting him up but also i can't see carolina scoring more than four points like it's just one of these things where i i can't see either of these teams doing well the packers have a good Um, defense too so it's like Bryce, they have a good defense. They're poorly coached, though. Yeah. They, they gave look, up 34 to Baker Mayfield. They looked good recently. Last week was kind of a bit. But, dude, Baker's been good this year. Like, he's that Baker, off, that uh, offense has overachieved. That defense in Tampa has underachieved. That, so, that, Baker, we'll get, we'll get to Baker in a minute. But I'll, I'll yell about that, all right? Because everyone knows my stance on Baker Mayfield. He's a, he, he should be the quarterback <laughs> of the Dallas Cowboys with how I feel. <laughs> Uh, okay anything else nah, that's it all right cleveland versus houston i have cleveland plus two and a half i'll have a full article coming out on this and let me tell you what the the, the world is on houston per the action network i think 90 percent of the bets or 95 percent of the money it's absolutely ridiculous how much people are buying into houston this week one as of this moment cj stroud is a question mark he's in concussion protocol it is harder to clear that than ever so at this moment i am still in on cleveland plus two and a half Obviously, C.J. Stroud can swing things a whole lot, and we'll see how the line moves, but take, keep that in mind. Uh, Case Keenum is not a good mobile quarterback. Or he can't move well, and Miles Garrett and Zadarius Smith are going to have so much fun taking him down over and over again. I think uh, Case Keenum made the joke that, uh, that he, he told Miles Garrett if he ever plays against him when, when they were on the Browns, please. After two sacks, that's all you get against me. That's all I ask for, all right? Just take me down twice, and then then we're cool. Uh, so I don't think that'll be the case, but um, Miles Garrett had 12 pressures on 
uh, Justin Fields last week. None of them converted into sacks. That regresses to the mean, and he is going to eat alive Houston. And Houston, the 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 problems at their receivers are huge. Noah Brown. Dalton Schultz are their only viable threats for right now. Nico Collins isn't healthy. Tank Dell isn't healthy. If they are, that those are game changers. Their athleticism, their quickness. Uh, but until they're back, I think the Browns' corners are just going to shut down whoever's running routes. And the Browns' pass rush is going to get there. And Joe Flacco is going to turn the ball over two times, give up two scores, but it won't matter because he's going to come back and score two and a half times, uh, just like he did, feeding David and Joku. So I am in. Cleveland plus two and a half. I'm going to keep riding these backup quarterbacks until it starts to bite me in the butt. I like it. Let's go Cleveland, baby. (laughs) Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I didn't do it right. There you go. There we go. That's what we're looking for. Oh, man. I I hate being like a homer, but the Brown, it's really the Browns defense that I think is just so exceptional that it's not getting the credit it deserves. Because you see teams like the Jets, who have a great defense, and the Patriots, who have a good defense, and they can't do anything and cover spreads. However, the Browns have somehow found a way to do so, despite their offense committing so many turnovers, which is why I think they always have these values um, in terms of against the spread betting. Yeah. Um, the, the system quarterback, on, I mean, it, it's, it's huge. And Joe Flacco, I, as a Browns fan who's watched every game this year, the the offense looks completely different with him at the quarterback. So I know he's made some mistakes against Jacksonville. I think the one pick was not his fault. So he, I think he's going to clean it up. I think he's got to clean it up this week. if They want to beat Houston. Um, I don't know. As of right now, like I said, if Houston's at full health, I'm more scared as of right now. We'll see. Comfortable. Um, but but to your point, I wrote about it in my article. I said, dude, Cleveland's offense looks totally different, and it's because they are truly running a different offense. They are not. They they, they can throw the ball differently than they have um, due to Joe Flacco's like maturity as a quarterback. However, the downsides are, you know, he lacks mobility. Um, but apparently, the big play threats there that bombed a Cooper where he was rolling around and sprinting was hilarious. That I loved was watching that. That small, like that was a <laughs> sick play. All right, so Anthony, why don't you tell us why we go on now and you are full on trying to get Arthur Smith completely fired instead of just on the hot seat. You have Indy minus one, or it's plus one, in Atlanta. Oh, yeah, they get a point. That's even better. Um, No, it doesn't matter. A point, six points. I think if, especially if Jonathan Taylor plays this week, Indy's a no-brainer. Their defense is good. Their offense is rolling. Minshew mania. I'm on that bandwagon. They've won. I think they've covered two out of the last three weeks. Um, they look good against a, a pretty good Steelers defense. Um, they're scrappy. They play tough. They want to win. They've got playoff hopes. Atlanta has playoff hopes, but their head coach doesn't. Their head coach stinks. He's going to find a way to not feed his playmakers. And they're going to lose this game outright. I think it could be a touchdown. But, no, nah, the Colts the Colts just look like the better football team. That's why I'm picking them. I don't blame you. Like, they absolutely do. The, my, my biggest fear is actually Taylor Heineke coming in to start because that means, similar to the Browns having a new offense, the Ravens will have a new offense because they can't run. You know, Desmond Ritter, go run around for 10 minutes and then throw a pick. They actually have to run a drop-back style offense. Right. <laughs> um. 
moving on. Oh, speaking of Tyler Heineke getting the start is obviously because uh, Arthur Smith doesn't know what he's doing. He flip-flops quarterbacks twice in the middle of the year, and he, you can feel the hot seat. So very, very excited. I know I mentioned it previously, but I want to keep emphasizing just the way Connor would. <laughs> Arthur Smith is on the hot seat, and I hope he gets fired. Yeah, Atlanta fans. <laughs> my one buddy's an Atlanta fan. He's like, he has to be fired after this week, right? I'm like, we'll see, but his he is the silver spoon boy. He is. He is. His his dad has got to have some some John Gruden level esque dirt on the oh, Falcons owner. <laughs> oh, that's probably wrong and inappropriate. I might have to clip that. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right so now let's uh move on next up we have where was i seattle tennessee seattle. yeah seattle versus tennessee seattle and drew lock right off that awesome win next up uh they are three point road favorites in nashville totals 41 and a half neither one of us have a pick on this game i will say though i was thinking about going to take Seattle minus three, but this is but Tennessee man. This is a game that they win. Like Seattle has, yeah. Seattle has a good win. They're building momentum. They need to win. And Tennessee just sits there and is like, you know what? I'm New Hopkins. I'm gonna have 200 yards and three touchdowns. Or I'm Derrick Henry. I'm gonna bust out a 75 yard touchdown because that's what we do randomly. And they just play tough. They play physical. Blake Mike Vrabel always has those guys ready to go. Um, so I'm fading this game. Like you said, it's, it's a trap game. While I do like Seattle in this spot, I am scared of kind of the, uh, uncertainty. Yeah. And I hope D hops has a huge game as a fantasy owner in the playoffs. I want him to have the best game possible. Uh, I don't know what, if Will Levis is going to play, but it, it, it's going to be a fun game to watch. Like the only thing I might touch in this game is the over because I could see both offenses just having a really good day. But Tennessee's defense is tough, and Seattle's defense looked a little bit better against Philly last weekend. So uh, One thing see. to watch is uh, if Will Levis is playing, which is hilarious because like Malik Willis isn't very good, and that can be a huge swing. Um, going on then, now it is no longer 1 o'clock on Sunday. It is now 4 o'clock, and we are looking at Jacksonville versus Tampa Bay. And I told you like five times, dude, I want to take Jacksonville in the spot so bad. But after what we've seen, I am scared for Trevor Lawrence's leg. I think, I don't know what's going on. He has not looked like himself since whatever happened a few weeks ago. Um, and he was, you know, carried off a field instead of carded and all that stupid drama that sports media shows talk about. Unlike us, we give you the real stuff. See, uh, Go ahead. I think Trevor Lawrence has looked okay. I think what's killing them right now is Doug Peterson. He's kind of he's kind of shooting himself in his own foot every game. Like last game, they should have won that game potentially. They left a lot of points on the board, and they don't run the ball nearly enough as they should. They don't try to set themselves up for like second and five, second and seven, like favorable positions. It's always second and ten, third and ten. Hey, we're going to throw it to Evan Ingram or Calvin Ridley on the outside. They don't have reliable Christian Kirk anymore. Uh, they're, in a, they're in a really weird spot because they could easily lose this division if the Colts decide to win out or if the, the Texans win out. And Jacksonville's defense is kind of bad, and Baker's been cooking. So it's a scary game for Jacksonville. 
All right, so I mentioned uh, talking about Baker now, and Baker is 10,000% a Pro Bowl caliber great quarterback when there is absolutely no pass rush pressure, and we've seen that week at, uh, the last few weeks. He, he's been comfortable. It's been easier on him, and he's been wheeling and dealing, you know, feeding Chris Godwin last week, hitting big, deep shots to Mike Evans. My problem with Baker Mayfield is when the, the stakes step up a little bit, that's when he collapses. Um, and I think Jacksonville is a game where that should be the case. However, uh, Anthony, to your point, the Jags offense looks hampered mightily without Christian Kirk. Like Calvin Ridley has not been that one-on-one win versus man coverage regularly. Christian Kirk is their slot deep crosser guy. Who's going to get 12 targets, eight catches, 80 yards, maybe bust one out, um, more on Tampa Bay. This team just does too well in certain games and tanks in others. It all comes down to pass rush, and Josh Allen is one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. Uh, Their defensive backs have graded well, according to PFF, but I have not really seen that translate. I think teams have been able to pass the ball um, a lot better than I expected. And then even the Ravens just lined up and just said, we're better than you. We can do whatever we want offensively. And they didn't have a monster game, but I thought they were regularly productive. So more than I thought they should be uh, for, for the talent versus talent matchups. So here I'm just going to hold my breath um, and take, take a pass and then move on to the next game, Dallas versus Miami. And here we go. Uh, Dal- Miami is one and a half point home favorites going against, um, or sorry, Miami's one and a half point home favorites with a total of 51. And I have the under in this game. Because I think of Dallas and Miami in a similar vein. And that is both of these teams love to run up the score and then do nothing. Or, or like those are the options. They can either blow a team out or not produce. I don't think this, that we're going to have a back and forth neck and neck game where it's, you know, 31-28, last team with the ball wins. I think what's going to happen is one of these teams is going to win the game something like 27 to 13. I don't know which one because that's who these guys are. When one of them's clicking, like like when Miami's clicking and their pass rush is going, they're able to run the ball um, in advantageous sets. They look phenomenal. When the Cowboys are clicking and CeeDee Lamb's cooking and then they start working in Rico Dottle, their pass rush is getting on, they're awesome. However, what like when you put a little crack in that armor, they both, they don't look like the same team. And that's why these guys... You know, there's one combined win against a team over 500 for these two teams. So I am just not in on either of them. I'm taking the under. Someone's going to crap the bed. And I, I wish I could say it was the Cowboys, but now they're coming off a tough loss, so they might be the team that's hot. Yeah, I, I think if, if there was a team to blow the other team out, surprisingly, I would take Dallas just because their defense is better and they have a manageable offense. It's just tough because you know if Tyreek plays and the Dolphins are clicking, that offense could put up crazy numbers. But it, it, and if they do, the Cowboys won't because that's who the Cowboys are. It's just such a weird <laughs> game. Like it's a, it's a game you want to be good, but you know it's gonna kind of suck. It's gonna suck. I I don't know. This is this is the New Year's Eve of games. It has the hype and potential for fantastic, um, like viewing purposes and then it's always a letdown because you realize you have to stay up till midnight but anyways 
Let's go on then. Arizona versus Chicago. Now, this is a game I don't have a pick on because these teams are both volatile. They're both great, like, all over the place. Uh, but Chicago's looked legit. Arizona, um, their offense has looked so much better with Kyler Murray at the helm. Um, so I am very excited to watch. Honestly, this is the game that once Dallas versus Miami becomes 14 nothing, and I'm not as interested, I'm going to turn on this game instead. <laughs> Yeah, I could see this game hitting the over, too, if anything, um, just because both offenses are starting to click. But it, it's, yeah, it should be a fun game. It's Both teams don't really have much to play for. Uh, Justin Fields is probably just playing for a job somewhere else. But Kyler Murray and Justin Fields are both playing for jobs, technically. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I I don't get it. I want Justin Fields to stay. I, I think I think Chicago's shown enough good things, and their defense has stepped up a lot. They just need an offensive four line. Four points is a lot for a team that constantly shoots himself in the foot. Yeah. All right, let's take a look next up. The game that no one should ever watch this week, New England versus Denver. Denver wants to win game 17-10, to 10, and New England wants to score at most 10 points in a game. <laughs> and here we are. They're phasing off against each other. The only good thing about this game is that I have Denver's defense. So I'll, they're at home against an awful offense. So I'll be scooping up some fantasy points. Um, but in terms of actual football, just next channel. This game's not going to show up on your red zone. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I have nothing nice to say about how these teams look right now, and I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. Yeah, I feel bad for the commentators, too, who are going to be the only people at the stadium Sunday. Uh going to be a rough one to watch it's gonna be a rough one to commentate um i'm with steve smith too jerry judy is rough he stinks i always watch that video where steve smith's talking trash on jerry judy and i'm like he's right everything he's saying is right jerry judy's he's overhyped overrated Sutton's. i want i i love jerry judy i loved him coming out of college because i think he's one of the best route runners in the nfl I want him to be a second contract hero. I want him to be like, no one believes in me. I'm going to get a second deal that's like three years, $40 million, because that's the state of the NFL wide receiver. Like $10 million a year is a huge discount. If you remember, people like Curtis Samuel have seven. Marquez Valles Scantling's on an $11 million deal. So I think someone's going to scoop him up. Uh, maybe as like a T. Higgins replacement in Cincinnati. Huh? Huh? That could work. And because uh, T. Higgins is going, he's he's cashing in big, dude. Five years, hundred million is going. That's going in his bank account. After that, all the best to T. After that catch last week, he's like, give me the dude, money. A- absolutely. If the Browns, I'd, I'd, I'd the Browns are in cap, cap big cap hole. Yeah, just say that. Uh, and so I wish the Browns could scoop up T. Higgins and replace Amari Cooper. Um, not that I don't. I think Amari's good, but he's just getting older, and you could get T. Higgins ramping into his prime. Um, but it is what it is. We can't do that. So all the best to both of those guys, but don't, don't you not believe in Jerry Judy? I still won't give up on him, even though I don't believe it. I like players way too much. That's probably why I struggle in fantasy a lot. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next up we have, uh, the Raiders versus the chiefs. What's Sunday night football game? Sunday night football. Is it? Are you kidding me? That's the that's the Patriots versus Broncos. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah, that's a rough one. Sorry, NFL. <laughs> this won't be on your red zone. <laughs> Matt's probably upset as 
you know what because they didn't flex Dude, that game I'm surprised out. he's not screaming about Matt, this yet. you're watching this. Uh, we want that game flexed too. <laughs> it's the first time we agree. Get it out of there. Put the Browns versus the Texans. I don't care if Stroud plays Moving or not. Moving on. Moving on to Christmas Day. 1 o'clock. Raiders versus Chiefs. Uh, Unfortunate that this is our one o'clock game. It's gonna be boring. I do not have a, I do not have a take on it. But the Chiefs, we were talking pre-show. The Chiefs aren't exciting. Raiders are trying to be boring because it's been wor- working for them. And I know they just put up a hundred points last week, but I don't think they do it again. That was a fluke against a team that had quit on its coach. Uh, so I am just saying pass on ten point spread, forty two point total. The Chiefs, they, they, I mean, Patrick Mahomes continues to wheel and deal, drop perfect passes, but you know what? At some point, it doesn't matter when your players aren't making the plays they need to. I want to look up the stats on, has a team ever been a minus or a plus nine and a half dog after coming off a 40-point win? <laughs> like, <laughs> no. And, and Kansas like, City looked no way. terrible last week. Like, not last week, but the week before. And the week before yeah. that. But, I mean, they didn't even look good last week. They looked okay. They looked like a team that could beat a bad team, which is what they're going to do next week. But nine and a half, I kind of, it's bait for sure. I'm staying away from that game. But if I did have to pick anything in that game, nine and a half, I don't see it being that high scoring of a game. I could see nine and a half being very possible. I said that last week against about Chiefs Patriots, and we all know whose bank account's hurting now. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going on to my my game of the week. I love Philly minus seven and a half against the Giants, who might be Devito list. I I need to be able to cue that. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I I just uh the Giants stink. The Eagles are coming off some tough losses. Um, Jalen Hurts. Hopefully he's not sick boy next week. Hopefully he's not throwing up dumb passes getting picked dude there was there was a zero blitz he chucked it to aj brown it wasn't a pick but it was just it, 10 yards over his head yeah i saw that and and, and devonta smith was underneath with a trick like like it was it was just a simple drag route his guy was five yards off of him he could have had like a 50 60 yard gain and instead jalen hurts is like i'm just gonna chuck it to aj brown like dude come on Philly. it it it's it's been rough. I I don't know. Jalen Hurts. I I want to see more. I I've been underwhelmed. Yeah, I mean this team is. Uh, I think we know who they are. They're they're a team with a quarterback who. They're the Philadelphia. Who's Eagles. capable? Like he, he's like, the 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 running Tua. Like I don't know. He just sometimes he hits these crazy good passes, but he they need to get back to that run them down your throat football because. Early in the year when they were on that crazy win streak, they were running the ball so efficiently. DeAndre Swift was an absolute animal. Lately, he's been non-existent because they go down early in games and give up on the run game. Like, stick to your run game. It's what is going to keep Jalen Hurts from getting blitzed 24-7. And they they could do that against the Giants. The Giants suck. I want to see them utilize the the whole field more. And by that, I mean just like they have Hertz and Swift to run the ball in general. And then they have deep threats. But they don't utilize like the middle of the field and they don't utilize like a solid screen game. If they do, it's just like based off RPO action. And I, I just 
I don't know. I, I Shane Steichen, you can feel that Shane Steichen isn't there. And um, he's, because Steichen's making Gardner magic out of Gardner Minshew. And Jalen Hurts has regressed tenfold since they gave him the contract and everything. And it's obviously like, you know, you shift the offense. The players are still fantastic, but I don't know. Just ever since teams have started, A.J. Brown stopped being 130 yards and two touchdowns, Jalen Hurts does not look like a star quarterback to me. And at the end of the day, if, you, if he, he's a $250 million quarterback, you know, you got to earn it. And he, I, I just think he has not. Um, and then everyone's going to come at me and say, but he has 50, touchdowns. Yeah, half of those are the freaking tush push. Like, don't get me wrong. I love the tush push and the creativity of finding an unstoppable play. But don't tell me your quarterback is the GOAT because of, you know, them falling in the end zone better than anyone else. What works, works, you know. But they got to start winning some more games. They want to get that. They got to start showing that they can beat legitimate teams. They are falling into that Cowboys hole. Speaking of legitimate teams, we get the best in the AFC and the best in the NFC in primetime Christmas Day. Now, that is a holiday gift from St. Nick. Coming down the chimney. Baltimore versus San Fran. San Fran at home, only a five-point favorite, which is interesting because when they went to the Eagles, they were three-point favorites, which would mean they're like a seven-point home favorite against Philly. And now the market's caught up or something, and they are giving a lot of credit to Ravens' recent success. Only five points. You and I are both on this game. Uh, So you go first. Why do you got San Fran? Well, all right. So Baltimore, I think technically they have the best record in the AFC. I think they're they're kind of fraudulent at times, and it's because of their quarterback. I think Lamar Jackson's great. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I know I'm a Browns fan, but I just I don't think that the Ravens can hang with the best team in the NFL. Like the Forty Niners looked like looked like the Crimson Tide when Nick Saban was the most dominant college football team in college. Like, San Fran looks that good. When they got Chase Young, they stepped up huge. That bye week, ever since then, they've just been demolishing teams. doesn't matter if they're the Eagles. doesn't matter who they are. Christian McCaffrey is the best running back in football. Brock Purdy is on an MVP race tear. The, they have Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, that offense is, the line's good. I think Lamar Jackson's going to get pressured a lot, throw some picks. They're going to play a lot of contain against him. They don't They don't have a super big threat. They don't have Mark Andrews anymore. Give me San Fran. Yeah, dude, I am with you. San Fran, um, first of all, like you said, they have monster edge rushers, and that, that that's how you contain Lamar Jackson with Chase Young and Nick Bosa not letting him escape the pocket out those ways. Um, and then in terms of receivers, Baltimore was, we, we talked about, dude, Baltimore was so hyped coming in the, you got Zay Flowers, Odell, blah, 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 blah. It was all not great. Um, Isaiah likely has been a phenomenal fill-in for Mark Andrews, uh, but it's still like they can't win one-on-one on the outside. That's the bottom line. Rashad Bateman, Odell Beckham Jr., and Zay Flowers are not going to beat the 49ers receivers or 49ers corners in time for that pass rush to be nullified. And then when it comes to defense versus offense, San Fran is legitimately like they they just have way too many options and weapons. 
And I love, we always talk about Brock Purdy as a legitimate starting quarterback in the NFL. And someone on Twitter, I know Sam Munson brought it off on the PFF podcast, that uh, they did a two-dimensional look at uh, Purdy's analysis. One was, how does Purdy do in less than two, uh, in throws under two seconds, a.k.a. when he runs, you know, the quick stuff to Samuel and let them do all the work, versus how does he do in, like, over three-second throws? And what you find is that no matter what, he's awesome. So people just blame him or, like, hold it against him that he's good at, like, Kyle Shanahan makes his life easy. They don't reward him, though, when he makes the great plays. Um, and, like, yes, you have great players, so it's easier to do so. But, like, Christian McCaffrey's receiving touchdown that was, like, 40 yards uncovered was because Brock Purdy escaped and made a nice play, a good throw. I mean, we've seen plays where a guy throws the ball 30 yards downfield. You don't know if it's going to hit just because, like, it's harder to hit those throws. They're downfield. The Bears last week in, like, the first or second quarter had a guy streaking down the middle of the field, overthrown. Then there was, uh, there was another game where a guy was streaking down the middle of the field wide open, and it was overthrown because the safety came up and tried to pick the ball. I wish I had more details, but there's two crystal clear ones in my head. Um, anyways, Brock Purdy's doing it all. I am okay with him winning MVP if Christian McCaffrey got it. I'm mad Nick Chubb isn't around, because if Nick Chubb was healthy, he would be the MVP. Browns would have a couple more Hands wins, down. too. He- the Bra- the, well, the, the Browns would be neck and neck for first place in the AFC, and everyone would be saying Nick Chubb is definitely the reason why. And, and here's so, the thing. Joe Flacco looked way better than Lamar Jackson did against that Jacksonville defense. Baltimore looked like they could have easily lost that game to Jacksonville. Jacksonville kicks a couple field goals they should have and makes a couple field goals they should have. I I just, I'm not buying in on Baltimore being this good of a team. They, they're just beating the bad teams. San Fran is demolishing the good teams. The eye test, I know a lot of people don't like to go off of it. It's there. All right. So with that, we have all of our analysis done for the week 16 in the NFL. More than anybody deserves. What do you, what? We, we did, we, we gave them more than they deserved is what I'm saying. Do you know why you don't deserve more? Because you have not liked and subscribed and entered into our JJ Watt rookie card giveaway contest. Bull crap. Really? Check it out. Sign up. I'm telling you guys, you got you to gotta understand, it's a snowball effect. Once we get this out the way, then we get the stuff people actually want. Ken has things because he has a compulsive buying problem, and we appreciate that he's letting the show benefit from it. So once those start coming, like once we get to this, guys, like this is just the tip of the iceberg. You got to believe me. It gets so much better. Sign up. JJ Watt Rookie Card Giveaway. You sign up by being a subscriber. So. Thank you so much to everyone that already has. Like and comment. Let us know who you're watching this Christmas and what you need to happen for fantasy, for betting. We are here to, to root with you, even if it's against us. Well, not. I'm going to root for my picks over yours, actually. That's a lie. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Merry Christmas. Um, if you don't celebrate Christmas, I'm sorry. Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays. Happy Kwanzaa. There Happy you go. everything else.